Hey, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we start this next episode, I have a quick question for you. How do you feel about being subpoenaed in your private practice? If you have any fear, sense of dread, or worry, you are not alone. Please join us for our upcoming training with Nicole Stoller-Peterson on mastering your subpoena process in private practice. It's going to be an amazing training to help build your confidence, to help you serve your clients better, and to take out the guesswork when it comes to being subpoenaed in your private practice. All you need to do is go to zinnime.com and check out the training there. You will also get a recording if you sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Hey, y'all. Welcome, welcome. I am so excited to be talking to Jeanette Garrison today, sharing her private practice success story. We're going to be talking about what it takes to create a full and happy private practice. We'll even be talking about best practices of what to do when you're full so that you don't drive yourself crazy in terms of uh, a waiting list and and playing phone tag with potential clients and all of that. Uh, We're going to be showing you what a beautiful therapist website looks like, what a high converting website looks like. Um, I'm talking through some of the decisions that made that saved her a ton of money and gave her a beautiful branded website. If you have questions about private practice, whether that is starting or getting full or what to do when you're full, start posting them now and we'll be happy to answer them. So do you want to introduce yourself where you're located and your specialties? Sure. I am Janetta Garrison. I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm licensed in North Carolina and in Florida. My area of specialty is working with um, high achieving adults um, with anxiety. Awesome. And why did you decide to just in like one minute or less, why did you decide to become a therapist? Why did I? Wow. One minute. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think that it's always been a part of just me, my personality, um, talking to people, assisting people. I'm also, um, I like to think I'm quick on my feet. (laughs) This might be bad. (laughs) Um, And so I just kind of went to school to kind of sharpen the skills that I felt like were already in me. Um, And I also like to help help people to understand sort of the whys for things that are happening in their life mm-hmm. and understand maybe the origins of them and how, how they can make some sustainable changes. Oh, I love that. I love too that you can see and identify that it wasn't just about, I went to school to do this thing. It's mm-hmm. that like, I had this thing in me already. Mm-hmm. I went to school yeah. to hone something that I already have. And I definitely, came with. and I think a lot of therapists forget that somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way of school and licensing and certifications. Yeah. Sometimes we get disconnected from like our, um, our intuition or our, however you want to say it, like our God given like purpose yeah. and talents and like what we were like built with. Um, and knowing that 
a really good program, a really good practice of what we do should be like tying into like who we deeply are Mm -hmm. and like bringing that to the surface. It shouldn't be about tamping that down. Yeah. Yeah. And then for me, I decided to um, get my MSW social work because Mm -hmm. I have this strong sense of justice, advocacy, empowerment. So that's the route that I chose. (laughs) And again, it was like the, the, the thing of like, where this feels good to me. Like this is the place where this is an alignment. Awesome. And then when did you decide to go into private practice and why? So I had kind of been toying with the idea of private practice for a while, for a long Mm -hmm. while. Um, It was always one of those one day, (laughs) one day I'll be in private practice one day. It's sort of those far off dreams. But then it got more real for me in 2020, 2019, 2020. So Mm -hmm. to speak, it got more real for me. Um, And I had been talking about it with friends, with colleagues, and they were just like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You've done all these things. You've you've done, you know, all these different things that you've done, all these experiences that you have had. Why are you afraid? Go for it. And it was just kind of like, yeah, why am I afraid? Am I letting my fear stop my dream? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Was that, was there, you know, for some people, it's like, it's like a thing that happens over time where it's like suddenly like it's a yes. And then for other people, it's like a particular conversation, a moment with a friend or a something moment for you. Was it just like a several conversations over time or was there like a pivotal moment where you're like, it's time? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. It, there actually was one conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> that I had with a colleague slash friend. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just telling her, I'm, a, I'm nervous. I don't want to mess up and this mm-hmm. and this, you know, all the fears, right? All the fears yeah. talking. And she was just like, Janetta, you have traveled the world by yourself. Like I used to work as a contractor for the military. So I've traveled <sighs> literally everywhere by my, you know, by myself doing my job and helping folks. And she's like, Janetta, you've done all this. What are you afraid of? And I was like, you know what? You're right. That it doesn't make any sense. Logically, my fear made no sense rationally. And I was like, okay. What was your friend's, what was your friend's first name? Do you want to give them a shout out right now? Ama, my friend Ama. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So you got started um, in the, sounds like the beginning of 2020, you actually mm-hmm. started the process of opening up. How long did it take you to actually like, you know, be ready for your first client? Um, so I started 2020, like January, 2020 with the filing the paperwork and the, mm-hmm. all those, you know, behind the scenes things that you do. I got my first client, I believe in March mm-hmm. of 2020 right when the shutdown <laughs> <laughs> happened. Yeah. So it was yeah. a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was it like in that in-between place? And what were the things that you were doing to, um, to kind of get the ball rolling between January and March? Yeah. So between January and March, I um, had a few conversations with friends who are already in private practice, just kind of figuring out, well, what what am I supposed to do? I want to be in private practice. What are the steps? Um, And I was working on um, my web, my previous website, (laughs) my original (laughs) website, working on that with the help of my cousin helped me out with that. Um, 
and uh, created profiles on like different different therapist directories. So trying to bring in the first client, basically getting getting the word out that, hey, I'm open. I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks, Maria. We're glad that you're here um, listening to the conversation. Send us your private practice questions. So you mentioned the first website. So how did that first website work for you? So the first website, I felt like it was um, starter. <laughs> starter <laughs> website. It was just like, okay, I have a business. I need to have an online presence. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. And I had no idea about well, what actually makes a good therapist website. Mm-hmm. It was more so about, oh, I like these colors. I like this font. I like this picture, you know, the picture with the rocks and the stacked up. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have the stack rocks? Oh. I did. I did. It's like, oh, every therapist has the stack rocks. I should get the stack rocks. <laughs> and then you hear us on a training going yeah. like, therapist, stop with the stack rocks. You're like, I'm being personally attacked. Like, what's going on right now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, um, it was basically just like I said, a starter website. It was DIY, Mm -hmm. which it was. And like I said, my cousin helped me a lot. So I appreciate her help and her time with that. Um, but I, it wasn't, I always felt like it could be better and I didn't necessarily know the specifics of even how to make it better. Yeah. And now look at her website, (laughs) y'all. Look at this gorgeous website. What what shifted for you? That went, how did you start learning about how to actually do a website and getting these gorgeous pictures on here and yeah. putting these messages? What shifted? Um, boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> Business school for therapists. Yes. <laughs> that is... Yeah, every, that is that was everything. That was the game changer for me. Um, mm-hmm. Going through the different modules in the, I want to say boot camp. <laughs> going through the different modules in the business school helped me to go page by, literally page by page, what mm-hmm. needs to be on the website, the copy on the website. I remember um, when I went through the first round. Um, of business school, I posted one of the, I posted a question and I remember Kelly looked at it and she was just with her kind heart. (laughs) She was just like, this ain't it. You know, (laughs) I I can see what you're going for. Yeah. I mean, she offered feedback, but what I got was Basically, my website, I need, I, I told her, I, and I responded back to her and I said, I feel like I need to just hit delete and start over, mm-hmm. <laughs> start completely over. And so going through the different modules in business school helped me with the, the copy mm-hmm. of, you know, how to write my ATP, um, how to actually connect with the person that I'm seeking, as opposed to using a bunch of therapist jargon. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I learned about SEO. I learned about, um, you know, just having a clear, so when you look at it, you don't feel overwhelmed yeah. <laughs> by a bunch of stuff happening in the background. And then you asked about the photographs. Um, yeah. I, use, um, I use shoot.com for both of my, both of my photo shoots. Um, and I learned about shoot.com through business school. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I think there's so many things that, that happen. I think um, it's, it's such a fun thing to be able to connect and make it 
as easy and cheap as possible to realize like, oh, I can get like a great professional headshot for 15 or $20 a picture mm -hmm. um, yeah. and create this like beautiful mm -hmm. professional website either on my own or with the help of a designer. I think there's a lot that happens when we're starting out where we think that a, a really great website is just something where you go to this person and you say, hey, I need a really great website. And then like you pay them you know, 500 or a thousand or $5,000. And then you just have a great website. And like, that's just, it's just a transaction. And then you start to dig into it and you realize like, Oh, I have to really understand who I am, mm -hmm. what I do, who my ideal clients are. I need to be able to convey that. And I need to write that up for this person. And the, for the, for the person that's designing my website, even if I am outsourcing it. And then I need to like, choose pictures for them. I need to take pictures of myself that they can use. And I think this is the other part too. I do notice that you have a logo, but realistically, if we were to take your logo away, right? And there was no logo here, your website mm -hmm. would still look incredibly professional. And your yeah. the images of you would still be the thing that draws my eye right? The crown counseling and consulting yeah. is beautiful. I love that it's legible, right? So many people have logos. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand. Like it's, <laughs> it's beautiful, all the good stuff. But ultimately, what do I see? I see you and I connect in with you and go, oh yeah. yeah. Like, that's someone that I could like have a conversation with. Like that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So many of the, um, the clients or potential clients I get whenever I do consultations, they comment on my pictures. Mm -hmm. um, one person even said, she said, you know, when I saw the picture of you in the yellow sweater, I just felt mm -hmm. like that's what I need. I need some sunshine because I got a lot going on in my life and I need some sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it is and the fact that it's like in your house, right? Yeah. I can see the same backdrop behind you, yeah. right? All <laughs> yeah. of those different pieces. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. And I Thank think it's you. also like, it can be, how did it feel in terms of like vulnerability to go and get pictures of yourself and put yourself front and center on the website? Was that initially hard? Did that come naturally to you? Like, what did that feel like? Yeah. So on the first, my first website, I didn't have pictures of myself because I had, I didn't have any professional pictures. I only had like mm -hmm. one picture that was a selfie, but it kind of didn't look like a selfie. So I used that one. Mm -hmm. But then with this one going through um, boot camp, I, it was one of the messages was you, you need to have yourself on the website because people yeah. need to know who they're connecting with. Yeah. Um, so the first photo shoot I had was the first ever professional photo shoot that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And um, through shoot, I was able to kind of indicate the purpose for the photo shoot as I was booking it. Mm -hmm. And the photographer was amazing. Um, she, I even said, I've never done a photo shoot before. So she helped to pose me. She said that she really loved the fact that I'm a, a therapist and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting uh, pictures taken for my professional work and everything. She had a high regard for therapists. Mm -hmm. So she was amazing. And then the second um, the second photo shoot that I did that was in my home, um, she was also kind and amazing and everything. The, I, the one thing I picked up in between the two photo shoots was 
go online and look for poses. Because <laughs> I had no idea what, to, what do you do with your hands? What do you do with your hands? You know, so I went online. I literally created a Pinterest board for myself of uh, therapy, <laughs> private practice poses. So I just searched for images of like, okay, I need a pose like this. I need a pose like that. And I had the Pinterest board. So when the photographer came to my house, I just pulled that up and I said, I want, I want these shots. <laughs> Yeah. These are the shots that I want. Um, and she did them. We went through the list. She's like, okay, I got that one, that one, that one. And then she had um, some ideas herself, some beautiful ideas herself. And it was easy. It was painless. Mm. <laughs> it was easy. I love that. You know, if, if you're okay with that, I might steal that and add that in to our oh, business yeah. school. <laughs> Recommendations, yeah. the shot list. I mean, yeah. sort of, it makes sense. It's what people do for like a big event or a wedding or or something like that. Like they know exactly what's there to have the shot list and not just leave it all up to the photographer right. like, to make sure you're getting what you need. Did you do the like, you know, so nice people even have the shots where it's like, oh, I want something that I can use later where I'm like pointing at something or, you know, holding something. I did have a few where I was holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, here's my, I'm holding the whiteboard so that I yeah. can like, get something superimposed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holding a coffee stuff. mug. Yeah. I have, have a few of those. I haven't posted those yet, but those are, those are hidden away. I have those. <laughs> you have it, you have it taken yeah. care of for your, for your marketing part. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like has been the biggest impact? Cause you're full right now. Right. Yes. You have your website now, right? If we were to go over to your contact page, um, it says like, hey, sorry, completely booked, but here's here's some options. Oh, I love you. Have resources therapy for black girls. Fantastic. I might even say um, therapy den over psychology today. If it oh, was okay. right. Psychology <laughs> today has not always been been great to okay, uh yeah to people of color so like, okay okay <laughs> I, I had no idea i didn't know so i'll, I'll make that okay thing. No, no judgment at all but like yeah. just some, you you might be like oh i'd rather give them some shout yeah, out but anyways no, um and then you have it set up so that there's like a little faqs and um that they can be on your newsletter and so then when you have an opening you'll just send out an email and say hey i have one opening it's tuesdays at four if you would like to set up a consultation, here's how you do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then how long will it take you when you do have an opening and you and you want to fully open up your website about how long will it take you to to change your website out to make it clear that you're taking new clients? Less than a minute because you just change the contact page. like I I, un <laughs> I unlink that page and I link the old page. Yeah. So it's like easy quick. Yeah. <laughs> We have it all set up. We yeah. have all those tricks in business school and that process. Yeah. What do you feel like has been the, um, the most impactful when you ask clients, like, how did you find me? Why did you choose me? What do you hear um, over and over again? You said definitely the images are helpful, but how are people finding you? What are they searching for? So a lot of my clients find me through Therapy for Black Girls. Um, a lot of them. I started doing the um, call tracking the mm -hmm. sheet through um 
one of the modules. So I've noticed that a lot of them find me through there. Um, a lot of people really connect to the messaging in my website. Um, there's sort of an abbreviated version of, of uh, the messaging on the different therapy directories, like Therapy for mm -hmm. Black Girls, Psychology Today. Mm -hmm. um, and so they find me there first and then they click on the website and they say, I feel like you were talking to me. I feel like, you know, you were, you were saying everything and you were calling me out on your website. Yes. <laughs> Have you had anybody in tears saying that yet? We were talking about that earlier that like, like eventually, like you will yeah. literally have somebody in tears saying your yeah. website spoke to me. Like that's, that's what we teach. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that has happened. Um, it has happened a couple of times. Actually, people were just so overcome I think with the idea that I have finally found someone I connect with, you know, because searching for a therapist is hard. <laughs> it's like really harder hard. than it should be. Yeah. Searching for a therapist and then finding one who calls you back, <laughs> mm -hmm. who contacts you, you know, so you can actually talk to them. And it was just like, you know, they, this just they, this sense of relief of like, I finally, finally, you know, I can get started getting some help. And I think this is the piece too, when it comes to looking at the way that we do our business practices, like the work that we do is overwhelming. There's a lot that's on our plate. We need to come up with processes that like in less than a minute, you can make it clear in your website that you're full. Mm -hmm. So then that person doesn't have to waste their time making a phone call, waiting for a response. You don't have to waste your time kind of calling them to tell them that thing. Like you gave them resources. And if they're not in a rush, if you're really the person for them, you gave them an option for how they can know exactly when it's there. Like you just, you just made the process a thousand times easier for them in less than a minute. Yeah. So freaking gorgeous. Right. <laughs> um, I love everything about it. What's been some of the most surprising things for you in terms of starting a practice? What were the things that even with business school, you felt like Oh, like that was that was harder than I thought, or like that took a little longer than I thought. Yeah, um, taxes. <laughs> 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 Understanding yep. all the ins and outs of taxes, mm -hmm. and um, the insurance piece. Mm. The insurance piece was really hard, confusing, harder than it needs to be. Um, but those were the major. <laughs> Other yeah. things were just like, well, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I kind of yeah. learned as I went along. Yeah. Um, and also managing my time because there's a time that I spend working in my business and the time I spend working on my business. And I found that it was the balance wasn't even. Yeah. So even with that, I realized, OK, I need to outsource. Yeah. some stuff. I can't do all of the things no. <laughs> myself. And I think yeah. that's the, I think we think of a private practice as being something that is, you know, 95% of it is going to be in with the client. And like, maybe there's this 5% of a few other things you have to do to run a business. And then you get into it and you're like, Oh no, this is an actual business. And there's a lot yeah. of things to work the, on it. Um, and I think too, if we don't outsource or, um, streamline or automate those other tasks, they will come back to bite us on the butt. Yeah. You know, like, I yeah. think one of the major places I see is with the bookkeeping that it's, it's usually the place where people were kind of like, 
okay, I'll do, I'll do that. I'll do that next week. I'll do it next week. I'll do that next week. And then tax time comes and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't do it at yeah. all. <laughs> and then you're re, you know, you're, you're trying to do everything from scratch um, at yeah. that time. And then hopefully after that, you're like, oh, wait, I'm not going to do that again and get it. Right. It's really good. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that for, for people, I, I want to go back to a couple of things in terms of advice. Um, mm -hmm. When you think about somebody who's like you, who, who has a stream of private practice, who keeps saying like, okay, well, like next year, next year, next year, someday, 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 what advice do you have for that person who keeps saying like someday about the private practice and yeah. keeps pushing it out? Yeah, I would say to that person, you know, the same thing I said to myself or that my, the Ama, my friend Ama said to me, like, what are you afraid? Why? What are you afraid of? You know, mm -hmm. look at all of the things that you've done in your life. You've done things that are risky. You've embarked on things that you didn't necessarily know all of the pieces. Mm -hmm. um, what? Why is this holding you back? And if it's something that keeps kind of dropping in your heart over and over and over again, mm -hmm at what point are you going to honor yourself and mm -hmm. do the thing that you said you wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah. It almost becomes like at a certain point, and I know this is going to sound like kind of a harsh word or a strong word, but it almost becomes like self-betrayal at a certain point. Yeah. When definitely. you like when you're, when everything in your body or your soul is saying like, this is the step and you just keep going. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And like, it's sort of like, how long does it take before when you betray yourself like that and you ignore your intuition, you ignore your body, how long until you start feeling depressed? How long until you start feeling burnout? How long until you start feeling numb or frustrated or angry? Like your body's gonna like respond and say like, hey, you're not treating me well. Yeah. Like, like I've told you what I need. I told you what the next step is. And like, you're not listening and hearing me. You just keep poo-pooing me. And like, yeah. this is our, this is our path. Damn it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Is your fear bigger than your hope? Yeah. Yeah. Can you give me kind of like a juxtaposition of like a day in the life pre private practice and like what life looked like holistically and what life looks like now with a full practice? Yeah. So immediately before private practice, I was. Um, working as a contractor, uh, sort of part-time. I was a contractor at one place, part-time at another place. Mm -hmm. And so my days were... It was frazzled. It was like there was no real structure. No, re It was all based on what others needed of me, my mm -hmm. time. I had no autonomy over my time, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and there was also always this feeling of... I'm not getting paid what I'm really worth and mm -hmm. I'm not cool with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that coming up. Did And, and can I ask this question? Because I have found for therapists of color, um, they find pretty consistently that it's not just like, I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. And like, but also like in addition to therapists being underpaid as a whole, like there is often this like, and I'm being underpaid more than that. Like I'm being underpaid more than my non 
you know, non-brown counterparts. Like, what is that? Did you experience that in your in your training and, and development? Um, not on a personal level. I think because mm-hmm. I I never really ask people like, hey, where are you getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, don't ask, don't tell. I don't right, want to know. <laughs> like, um, but you know, one thing that kind of kind of always um, nagged at me is people would hire me based on my experience, and they would think about how they can. Um, how they can market my experience. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I used to work as a contractor for the military. And so when people mm-hmm. see that on my on my resume, they get excited. Their brain like lights up and they're all excited. Like, oh, how can I use her? Mm-hmm. I was tired of being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever have someone say like, what do you really want in this? And like, how can I help you get that? Like there was none of that. Like, what do you want your specialty to be? Like, who do you really love to do your best work with? Like none of that? None of that. No, no, oh. no. If there was a conversation like that, it was more so here. These are the plans that we have for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, those those employers were like, I can't believe Janetta didn't stay around. Like, why was she only here for a little bit? Like, I don't understand why. Why we don't have retention? Why does everybody keep going out on their own? And they, yeah. they're not really <laughs> treating you like a human with like mm-hmm. desires and like a collaborative environment. Yeah, yeah. And that's the so. thing, you know, oftentimes when you work for larger agencies, you don't have autonomy over your caseload. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, hey, we have this client, these clients coming in the door. We need someone. You're, you're a therapist. You have space. See mm-hmm. them. And um, so with that, that allowed me to get a lot of experience kind of generally, um, Mm -hmm. you know, working with different populations. So I got to see what I really resonated with and what I didn't really resonate with. But until (laughs) I stepped out on my own, I had no choice. Mm. Yeah. And I I feel like choice is so like... Sounds so cheesy, but it's it's so nourishing. Like it is that yeah. ability to like feel it in your body and say, "This is a no. Yeah. I'm not the highest and best for this person. This person is not the highest and best for me." Like mm-hmm. even just saying that aloud, like I feel it in my gut. Yeah. And and it's funny too because we go through school, and school says, "Hey, if you're not the highest and best, refer them out." Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. find the person and then you get into agencies and they're like, this is all there is. There's no one to refer. And we got to keep your census up. And you're like, wait, yeah. I literally like, and it'll literally be that you are like in school and then you're doing your internship or your practicum and you're already having this like dissonance experience. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what does life look like financially and in terms of your autonomy and in terms of your like clinical joy and happiness or what have you. Tell me about like a typical day now. Yeah. So things are a lot better now. Um, Just the fact that I do have autonomy over the clients that I accept and the clients that I refer out already um, lightens the load so much Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, therapy is work. It is hard work. You're not just chatting with folks. (laughs) It is work. (laughs) (laughs) 
when you enjoy it, it feels that way, yeah. like you're just chatting, but you're you're not, you know, yeah. you know that. <laughs> um, but just the idea that I have autonomy over my one, my schedule. Like I get to decide yeah. when do I want to start seeing clients. And I'm not really a morning person, so mm-hmm. I don't want to do therapy at 8 a.m. I just yeah. I'm just waking up. I don't want to do therapy at 8 a.m. <laughs> and you don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to. So I start uh, my first session is usually 10 a.m. And I don't mind working a little bit later. So I go until 7 p.m., mm-hmm. uh, which is good for me, like yeah. with, with where I'm in my life right now. That's OK with me. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, kind of going before the day starts to the consultation process, like getting to actually talk to people and mm-hmm. they see my website, they see the messaging. So they kind of kind of have an idea of, you know, would she be a good fit? And I say to them during the call, we're trying to decide if we're both a good fit for each other. Yeah. And so there have even been times when I refer people out, even in the initial consultation, I had the freedom to do that. Yeah. Just hearing what they shared with me and their areas of concern, I realized, I'm actually not the best fit for you. And I just frame it just it's simple. Like, you know, I want to make sure people get the help that they need, even if it's not with me. Yes. So here's a list of people or, you know, I I suggest that when you search, try searching these particular search terms that might help Mm -hmm. you find someone more geared to what you're looking for. Where did you... Where did you get the confidence in terms of how to do a consultation with people and referring them out? Yeah. So uh, business school. (laughs) I was like, when you were like, you're like, hey, here's the thing. And I say this, I was like, that is in the script. Like, absolutely. Yeah, it is in the script. And here's the thing about the script that I always think is funny about the consultation script. The consultation script is very near and dear to me because it was literally like my script. Like, this is what I said to clients like on the phone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Kelly's looked over it. She had a little different style, but like, this is literally like what I say. So when you, like, yeah. when you say the things, I'm like, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was the script. And I, you know, I tweak it a little bit yeah, uh, to make it fit with like yes. m- my flow and stuff. But yeah, that was the thing because yeah. it's not, um, when you look at it as a business, you don't accept clients based on feeling emotional. You know, you don't accept clients that way. You don't set your fee that way. It's all based on the business, what's best for the business, what's sustainable, because Mm -hmm. sure, I can accept people and I I'm a um, LCSW, so I can work with probably just about anybody. But would it would they get the most ideal help? Yeah. Would I feel completely exhausted and burned out after a few sessions? Like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't want to operate in that way. That's not sustainable for my practice. So uh, being able to have the freedom and flexibility, the autonomy (laughs) to be able to set my schedule, set my ideal client um, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And how has all this impacted you financially? Oh, great. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, great. Because um, with I think with being very clear on my messaging, it seems like it has drawn more people in. I don't know. Versus saying like my previous website was like, oh, I can do this and this and this, like the potpourri of who I can work (laughs) with. Right. And I think kind of streamlining and niching down 
really helped because if someone is looking for a therapist and they go to these different directories or they Google search, they can feel very overwhelmed and inundated with what they see. So when they see someone that's like, oh my God, your site is talking directly to me, they're going to reach out. Yeah. immediately they're going to reach out. And that's, yeah. that's what has happened. I think that has helped me to get a full caseload. Like, um, I think my caseload filled up in like maybe a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is the piece too, is like that message to the noise. It's like the difference between a website where you're like, la, 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 blah, 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 da, ding, da, ding, da, ding, versus like you're singing a song Yeah. and the person like knows the words and they're yeah. like, oh my God, like, I hear my song being played like that. Yeah. I, I wrote that song. Like, oh my gosh. Like you can hear that like yeah. a mile away. Like you can, yeah. you can hear it. You can feel it. You can experience it. Like, oh my goodness. And I think yeah. Kelly's laughing at us in the background. She's like, she's across the way. Just she's hearing one side of the conversation, which is always super fun. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. So I know like we've been chatting for a little while, right? So uh-huh. went from this place of being a contractor at multiple places, no autonomy, no sense of like, uh, of people actually valuing you as a human or, or caring about your desires and needs yeah. to really creating a practice that was really focused on like, I am doing my heart's work. I am able to live my life and do my business in a way that's really sustainable I can now be financially stable versus yeah. like all the weird stuff that happens when you're working for other people yeah. and you have this full practice and a full life. How does it feel in your body in this moment to have like done this and made all of this a reality? Yeah, it feels great. It feels like I am in alignment, mm. you know, like I'm honoring myself. Yeah. And that feels great. It's yeah. it's kind of hard to put into words, but yeah. that's what it feels like. Like I'm honoring myself as opposed uh, to before I went into private practice, I felt like I was battling myself. Yeah. And now I feel settled. Oh, uh, so much more ease. Mm-hmm. And then for other people who like you, you did decide to go into business school. Was there a part of you that like second guessed that decision earlier or that was like on the fence about it when you found out about business school? No. No. <laughs> How did no. you find out about business school? I don't think I know. I think I um I got a random email about a training, I think a uh-huh. documentation training or something. Oh yeah. And yeah. I I watched that training and mm-hmm. then um you guys talked about business school and I kind of just looked at the site and like okay I'm sold I listened to the uh (laughs) podcast episodes I mean I'd already like registered for and then I was still like listening because I just like listening to the podcast episodes (laughs) (laughs) you're like this is inspiring like oh I'm getting all these like nuggets of information yeah but yeah you're just Mm -hmm. in a place of like oh this is exactly what I need like the check by check step by step do the thing and like has there been a moment where you like regretted it or or questioned it or what have you where you're like oh maybe I should have done this other program like this was like not quite for me no not at all not Mm. at all um it was an investment that I feel like it was what I needed and it was what my business needed because Mm. I did not want to be burned out in year one (laughs) 
of being, mm -hmm. um, you know, having my private practice. And that was starting to happen. It really was starting to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to figure out what can I do so that I'm not burned out from the thing I said I wanted to do. I <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, doing my private practice was supposed to put me into alignment. Yeah, and I'm feeling I'm still feeling bad, like something's off. And then you saw this and you're like, Oh, this is yeah, this is what this is, it. This is what the, what's in between like, Oh, Kali was talking about the idea of like, here's my vision of what I want. Here's more of my practices right now. And it's like, how do we bridge the gap? Mm -hmm. This was the bridge from like, oh, here's how I get to the actual vision that yeah. like feels good and feels in alignment in my body. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. What would you say to someone else who is on the fence about joining business school for therapists? I would say do it. <laughs> say do it it's it's um it's a worthy investment and i love the fact that there's lifetime access so if you think about it you know for some people the cost may be the thing that it gives them pause but if you think mm -hmm. about over the lifetime of your career um it actually isn't that much you know <laughs> <laughs> well even every year what what would you say the R roi the return on investment was even in your first year how many Clients, do you feel like you scheduled with ease yeah. in your first year of doing business school? Yeah, I mean, it's like over 100% because um, with everything that I learned, like going through the module step by step, starting from the messaging, the copy, figuring out who was my ideal client. I didn't know that before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do I niche down? Like figuring out all these different things, um, learning about the numbers with the Excel sheets and the, you know, all these different things. It, it helped me to make my practice a business. Mm -hmm. Not, I always say to people, this ain't no lemonade stand. So, <laughs> Business. <laughs> okay. Um. Yes, that's going on the website. <laughs> that's going to be the quote from the thing. This ain't no lemons aid stand. This is business. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Janetta. I am so excited that we got to chat today. Um, for those of you who are checking this out if you want to connect in with the amazing jetta over in <laughs> uh i was gonna say north carolina i'm yeah but south carolina it's north carolina Charlotte, north like, carolina oh. okay i'm not crazy <laughs> i was like oh, i always panic um i'm gonna go ahead and put the uh her website <laughs> in there um and then if you are somebody who is um in private practice and you want a little joy in your life, uh, business school is officially open. It closes next Friday. Uh, so now's the time to check it out. Um, I'll put the link for that as well. Uh, we have some really cool things, including a bonus one-to-one -one coaching session for people who, uh, who join um, by tomorrow. So that's something new. Janetta's like jealous of that, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, but until next time, y'all, thank you so much. And uh, keep sending in those private practice questions. We are here for it. We're here for you. We need more amazing therapists out in private practice who are doing their life's work. We're doing their soul work, not less. And you don't have to leave the profession. You don't have to go to coaching um, just to make a sustainable income, just to do your life's work. You can do what you wish. Um, you can really help people and you can have a sustainable life while doing it. So we're here to help.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. Just a reminder, if you want some support in your private practice, we have an upcoming free training on creating a subpoena process. So check it out at zinnime.com and we'll see you next time.